What's good, Joe? What's good, Real Talk Squad? This is Miles Ellison of Real Talk and Miles Johnson, where you know we always keep it real. Now, in this episode, I got a special guest. This is long overdue on this channel, uh, but let me hear. I'm here to introduce my man, Marcus, from GTP. Marcus, man, what's up, bro? Oh, what's up, man? It's a pleasure to uh, it's a pleasure to be on the show. Talking back to you, I know I've had you on my show a couple of times over the course of the postseason, so it's it's nice to return the favor and then be on your show for this time. For sure, for sure. Now, you know, we're gonna talk about hoops. That's that's what we talk about on your you know, you know, on your show. So that's what we're gonna talk about here. Uh, first, um, you know, series we're gonna talk about is the Suns and you know, the, the Suns and the Clippers. And you know, the Clippers uh, a couple nights ago, they Paul George defied the odds. I mean, put up 41, 13, six assists, playoff career high in points. I mean, he was going crazy and the Clippers really shocked the world. And you know, they you know they and and you know and they're bringing it back to LA. So my question to you is is Chris Paul's legacy on the line in this series? No, I think I think going into the playoffs, just in general. I think Chris Paul was the one guy that didn't really have uh, anything to lose uh, as it pertains to his legacy. You know what I mean? Obviously, when you look at a guy like, you know, LeBron, he loses in the first round. Well, then LeBron haters come out and say he's not the GOAT. Um, and, you know, the same could be said for a couple of other players. Um, you know, you look at Giannis, especially now as things have been folded in the East, he, even though he is hurt, the expectation is, though, that if the Bucks can make it past the Hawks and get to the finals, Giannis wins the championship should he come back if the injury is not severe. But in terms of Chris Paul, I think Chris Paul was really the only guy that was going into this with something to gain. Uh, I would say I think really all of the Phoenix Suns were going in this with this something to gain. All, all Chris Chris Paul is, you know, in my personal opinion, he's a top seven uh, point guard of all time. Um, winning the chip would put him in top five for me. That's it. You, you can't chip or no chip. You can't look at Chris Paul and say that he's not one of the greatest point guards of all time. So now nah, his, his legacy's fine. Um, he's good. He's good. He'll always be known as the guy that goes to teams and make them better. So his legacy is intact no matter what happens. And here's what I'll say about his legacy now. I'm a big Chris Paul fan. I, I hope he gets his first ring. I mean, injuries have kind of robbed him from his rings. Think back in 2018, I believe, with the Rocket. Oh, was it 2018? Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah uh, 2018, the Rockets were up 3-2 against the KD Warriors. Then he pulls his hamstring. And it's like, dang, Chris Paul. Then this year, you know, every it's kind. Of, it feels like the Suns. Everything is going their way. I mean, first round eight, and you know, Anthony Davis he gets injured. They go through. You know, second yeah. round, obviously Jamal Murray he's out for the entire season. You know, they you know they sweep the MVP of this you know of this year. And against the Clippers, I mean, even though Chris Paul had COVID uh, in game, oh, and, and he was and he missed game one and game two. Uh, the Phoenix Suns were playing great, and the yeah. and the Clippers didn't even don't have Kawhi Leonard. He's he, I I don't think he's coming back for the playoffs. I mean, Kawhi's not the guy to push the injury, especially if he's really injured. So I think that he's out for you know you know for the entire series. So the Suns have gotten a lot of breaks, you know, this postseason, and I mean they have I mean they have capitalized off their breaks, uh, but. I think, you know, in his entire legacy, like in terms of him being an all-time great or being one of the, you know, best point guards ever, that's, you know, that's, you know, nothing will change that. But yeah. I do think that there is pressure on him to win this chip because he'll go down as one of the best players ever, along with like probably like Carmelo Anthony and others I can't think of right now that have never, you know, at least been to a finals, right? 
Allen Iverson, he's been to a finals. Uh, Russell Westbrook, he's been to a finals. There's been a lot of guys, you know, that's been to a, that that have been to a finals. Chris Paul, you know, even though he has an illustrious career, he has not. So I think that there's pressure on him to get to his first finals. Um, and if he wins this chip, uh, I have him as you know, as you said, top seven right now. Uh, as of right now, I probably have him. It'll be a slight. I have him slightly over. Uh, Jason Kidd slightly over John Stockton, but if he loses this series, I don't know if I can put those guys over him. I mean, and in his case of being top five, top five point guard of all time, I just I think that's out the door at this point if he loses this series. So I think that there's tremendous pressure on him if he wants to elevate his legacy to be known as one of the guys like uh, you know be in that conversation with guys like. You know Isaiah Thomas, Oscar Robinson, you know Steph Curry, got point guards that have won a chip. I think that it's vital that he you know wins this chip, uh, you know this year, especially with with you know with Giannis being out too, and almost every team has gotten some injury here or there. So I think that you know there's some pressure on him. You know that Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton, I mean they're kind of pups, you know they're pups, so they have time. But I think at this stage of his career, I mean it, this is the best chance he has to win a chip. And at least get get to a finals. Um, so I think that there's immense pressure on him. Uh, and I wouldn't say his total legacy is on the line because you can't erase the greatness of of the years that he's been in the NBA, all the greatness, all the greatness that he's shown. Uh, but there is definitely a legacy defining series that if he gets past this, then you know he can really you know move up a lot of people's rankings in terms of point guards all the time. So this is very important. Who do you have winning? Uh, the game today. You got you got the Clippers, or you got the or you got the or you got the Suns. Well, I mean, I'll never pick the Clippers to win anything ever. Um, so I'll, I'll pick the Suns. I, I, I think here's I, I think um, I think the 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 NBA world and by NBA world I mean you know the broadcasters, players, media, um, NBA Twitter. Um, I think they're suffering from a serious case of recency bias with what has been going on with Paul George. Um, take nothing away from what Paul George has done because Paul George has been phenomenal uh, during this postseason. He's logged about 700 minutes, a little over 700 minutes, which is the most in the postseason to this point. Um, but Paul George, despite how great he's been playing, it, it, it's tough for me to look at Paul George and, and say that Paul George is – you know, the real deal in Paul George is, you know, the key to success in L.A. Not saying that, you know, Paul George is a scrub, but I mean, you go on like Undisputed, you've got Skip Bayless calling L.A. Georgetown now. I, I mean, I think we have to we have to realize what we're dealing with here. Like, should Kawhi Leonard come back, which chances are he won't. But let's say the Clippers somehow manage to win this series and Kawhi Leonard's back in the final when, when they get when you get to the finals. Who's to say Paul George is going to continue this level of production? Like, I think what's happening is Paul George has been benefiting from being the number one scoring option on the team. He's been basically the primary ball handler on the team. And typically the primary ball handler tends to carry the bulk of the scoring. That's just kind of how it works. There, there are a few situations where that's not the case. For example, in Phoenix, you know, uh, Chris Paul is the primary ball handler, but he doesn't always lead the team in scoring. Um, Paul George has benefited from that. The other thing, too, is the supporting cast in, in L.A. is really streaky. So, like, if Paul George doesn't have a great game, they're probably not going to have a chance of winning anyway. Um, and I think, you know, despite the fact, hey, I, I think that, you know, there are also 
times when you look at Paul George and he goes off for these crazy numbers um, and it's just inefficient. Um, and if I'm being perfectly honest, I don't care if Paul George is scoring 35 points in the game. If when it matters most, he can't hit the free throws at the end to seal the game. And and so as much as I, th- I, I think that Paul George has improved. And I've even said it when you were last on, when you were on the show, I, I've said that I think Paul George has made an improvement. He's not at all a scrub. Um, but the reason why I'm going with the Suns is because, you know, you know what we're getting out of the Suns. You know that Devin Booker is going to rise to the occasion. You know that CB3 is going to rise to the occasion. DeAndre Ayton is continually um, improving as the as these playoffs have continued. And there's just more ammunition on the on the Phoenix Suns offense than there is um, on, on the Los Angeles Clippers offense. And the last thing I'll say about this is um, w- when you look at, you know, the, the structure of the Clippers, again, it's really just Paul George. This, this is really essentially, um, and I'm not saying that Paul George is this guy, but what I am saying, though, is this is kind of very similar to um, LeBron in 17 and 18. Like, LeBron had to carry a ball to the load because there's really no one else on the team that's going to consistently give you uh, what they can. You know, Terrence Mann had that amazing game um, in Game 7 against the against the Mavericks. Yeah, well, he hasn't really done even close to that during this series. It, it, it's just tough. The, the Clippers have been inconsistent since, they, since this – you know, this marriage of Paul George and Kawhi Leonard began. So if, if I'm going to bet my money, I would bet my money on the Suns because they, they, they have, I would say the one thing that the Clippers have that the Suns don't have is they have a, a top five, they have a top three coach in the league right now in Ty Lue. Um Other than that, though, I, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't see another Superman effort from Paul George to force a game seven. I think the Suns are winning game six. Yeah, well, I, I think, Who's going to win? So I'll probably say – I'm going to say the Clippers. I'll say the Clippers is gonna win, are, are going to win today. And I actually had the Suns in six. Uh, but I was like, you know what? I would like – I saw the PG slander. Uh, and last year in the bubble, uh, I was clowning. I'm not going to lie. Pandemic P, way off P. I was clowning. I mean, he was shooting shots off the backboard. wasn't even touching the rim. And he's had a couple of games – you know, this postseason, you know, a couple of games. But for the most part, you know, he's been playing, you know, he's been playing consistent. Now, he isn't the most efficient, or at least these, you know, at least these playoffs, this postseason, he hasn't been, at, you know, really efficient. Uh, but yesterday, last game, I mean, this man made 41. He got he got 41 points, only 20 shots, only missed five shots in the entire game. Uh, so he showed up then. Uh, and I do think that he has – certain guys that he can rely on. He can at least rely on Reggie Jackson to give him at least 15 to 20. And yesterday, I mean, not not yesterday, but last game he gave him, what, 23. Uh, so Reggie Jackson, he is definitely, I mean, he has definitely showed out this postseason. And, I mean, he's going to get paid. He's going to get paid for sure. Uh, but I would say that, you know, if they get guys production from, from like guys like Marcus Morris, Marcus Morris, he had 20 points at halftime in game five. Guys like, I mean, Terrence, Terrence Mank, and he have another historic night like he did uh, in game six, right, against Utah as well. So I think that uh, having the coach of Ty Lue, who, like you said, is a top three coach, I'd probably say right now is the best coach in the, in the game, uh, that you have that guy, and he's – I mean, if, if I'm down 3-1, I want a guy like Tyron Lue uh, as my coach. Just, even though he had LeBron in 2016, he was still the coach – um, that helped lead that team to come back from, you know, come back from down 3-1. Uh, so I think that the Clippers, they have that belief in them, 
and they're not really playing with much like pressure on them because they know Kawhi is out. Nobody expects them to win this. They really, they they really could have been up three two if it wasn't for uh, guys like. You know, guys, oh, it wasn't for, like, that game two uh, loss when DeAndre Aiden, uh, I mean, Monty Williams, Monty Williams, he, I mean, he drew up the play of the year with that. I mean, but if that didn't happen, the Clippers could be up 3-2. Every game's been close. Uh, so I would have the Clippers in this one, but everybody has to play well. It can't just be Paul George putting up, like, 35 and getting no help. So he's going to have to have guys like Reggie Jackson, who has been stepping up this playoffs, Guys like Marcus Morris, I guess we'll see if um, Zubac also been uh, impressed with Marcus Cousins. He isn't the best defender. Now, he'll never be able to defend defend at a high level. Uh, but in terms of scoring, I mean, he put up 15 points in 11 minutes. I mean, he was balling you know, in game five. So they're going to they're gonna need a collaborative, you know, a, you know, a whole team effort uh, to, you know, you know, to beat this Suns team. Because I think also Chris Paul. Is gonna have a monster game. I think he's gonna have a monster game because I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna. You know, I I don't think he. I don't think the Suns want a game seven back in you know you know you know you know back in Phoenix. The the Clippers already could have could have won game two, won game five in Phoenix. So the Clippers aren't scared about going about you know going away and you know you know you know and being the you know and being Phoenix there. Uh, so I would say that the Clippers need to win this game game six because because if it gets to a game seven the clippers really believe that they can win it uh so i think that chris paul is gonna have is gonna have to have a big game uh but i'm gonna just say i hope that the clippers can just pull this one out it's it's it's, it's gonna be a close one though uh but it's gonna have to be a collaborative effort now shifting back to or shifting to the uh next series with the um you know with the bucks and the hawks we know that Giannis he went out uh, with the injury and it looked bad. I mean, hyper extended his knee, but I thought it was, I thought it was ACL. Honestly, when I saw it, it was, a, it did not look good. You know, he was on the ground, his, you know, his, you know, his brother helped him up as well. Uh, but uh, do you think that the Bucks can win this series against the Hawks uh, without Giannis for the foreseeable future? I didn't think the Bucks could beat the Hawks in this series with Giannis. So I don't, I definitely don't think they can do it without Giannis. And it's not because the Bucks are bad. Um, it's just because for the same reasons that I've been listing this entire postseason, Giannis just hasn't proven that he's that guy. He hasn't proven that he can be that superstar closer. Um, people are kind of bashing Kendrick Perkins for saying that Chris Middleton is the Batman of this team. And when you think about it, I would say that for the first 46 minutes, yeah, Chris Middleton is Robin. But yeah. when you get to the last two minutes, Chris Middleton is 100% the Batman of this of this basketball team. Chris Middleton is the guy that is going to close out this that is going to close out the basketball game for this team. I mean, you look back to the game. Um, I think that was what was that? I think that was a uh, game three. Um, Chris Middleton outscored the Hawks by himself in that fourth quarter, 20 to 17. So, I mean, is Giannis the best player on the team? Yeah, of course. You you can't deny he's the best player. But is Giannis the Batman on that team for the entire 48 minutes? I don't think so. I think when you're talking about Batman, you're talking about guys like uh, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, you know, uh, LeBron James, um, you, you know, a, a guy like a Zach Levine, um, maybe even a, a Russell Westbrook in D.C., although I think in D.C. it could switch back and forth depending on 
um, you know, how things are going with Brad and Russ on any given night. But in terms of the Bucks, yeah, I would say for the first, you know, 40 to 45 minutes of the of, of the ball game, you can make the reasonable argument that Giannis is Batman. When you get into the crunch time, when you're talking about the last, you know, four-ish minutes, when you get into clutch time, Giannis isn't Giannis isn't the reason why they're winning in the clutch. Chris Middleton is. Um, so do I think the Bucks could beat the Hawks without Giannis? Sure, if the games are close. Um, but I think the issue that the Bucks have is even before the even before Giannis was hurt, the Bucks were trailing in that game to the Hawks, and the Hawks didn't have Trey Young. So in my mind, if if the Hawks can get the job done against the Bucks without Trey Young, when Trey Young comes back, there's no reason why I should believe that the Hawks can't continue to flow as an offense. Um, you've created a game plan without Trey Young. Guys are getting more minutes. They're getting in a better flow so that when Trey Young is added back to the lineup, it's not just going to be the Trey Young show. It's not just going to be Trey Young, you know, carrying the team on his back by himself. You got your shooters are in more of a rhythm now because they were they got more touches in game four. And so when you get to game five, um, which I think is going to be back in Milwaukee. And, and so, of course, that'll be a, a tough situation to play away from from home. But do I think the Hawks could win in Milwaukee for six and, 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 you know, go back to game six in Atlanta and get the job done? I 100 percent do. Um, it, it sucks for Giannis because Giannis is going to get a whole bunch of heat for it. Um, I mean, I think it'll be a little bit less because he he's injured. But of, of course, the, the Bucks. No, I didn't think the Bucks could beat the Hawks with Giannis. I don't think the Bucks. They're definitely not going to beat the. They're not. They're definitely not going to beat the Hawks without him. Yeah, I don't. I don't really see the Bucks. It's gonna be hard uh, for them. Well, matter of fact, I feel like we had a similar. I was. It might have been. It might have been with you, but this sort of kind of reminds me of. It was one series. It, this is like uh, the Clippers. I feel like this series kind of reminds me of like the Clippers and the. And then in the jazz, because um, with the Clippers, Kawhi was out for the entire series. And Donovan Mitchell, I believe he was still hobbled. And I think that, um, well, he was doing, he was, he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't 100% off that ankle. And Trey Young isn't going to be 100% off, off his ankle as well. But the teams are pretty, like, pretty evenly, pretty evenly matched if everybody plays well. I don't think there's one team where you can be like, oh, the Hawks are going to win or, Oh, the Bucks are gonna win like talent wise. Now, I think in terms of coaching, the Hawks have that have, have the advantage for sure. Um, I've been on record. I think Mike Boonholz should be fired. I don't care if the Bucks win the chip, he should be fired. I mean, he is a terrible coach, in my opinion. Uh, and I just think in the coaching aspect, I mean the Hawks just blow him out with that. And with you know, with what Nate McMillan has been doing with, with this Hawks team, I mean, he has been unbelievable. He really been a coach a coach of the year candidate as well. Uh and with with the Hawks, I mean they got I mean they have some they have some guys. They got Gallinari, they got Bogdanovich, they got Lou Will who had a great game, had like 21 points uh in game five. Uh so they have some guys and you know and and if Trey Young comes back, um they're definitely a formidable team. Uh but if the Bucks play to up to up to their up to their p- potential if Chris Middleton if he plays up to an all-star, uh, which he is, uh, but his problem is that he'll go for 37 points one night and then go for like 16 points the, the next night. So his so his problem is consistency, uh, uh, and same with Drew Holiday, but he is consistent on the defensive end. But I think that if Chris Millicent and Drew Holiday 
you know, play up to the level that we know that that they can play at, then I mean the Bucks can win this series, and for sure, and definitely with it coming back to, you know, Milwaukee, all they gotta do is win, really two games at home. All, all you gotta do is win two games at home without Giannis. Uh, I think that you know, with, you know, with back to what Kendrick Perkins said, I definitely don't think that Giannis, I mean, that Chris Middleton is the Batman of that team. I think that showed that in Game Five. Uh, I, I mean, Kendrick, he was, I mean, he was, he was tripping for that one. But I do think, I, you know, definitely in the clutch, Giannis just doesn't have a perimeter shot, and he needs a guy that can close for games because you know a guy that can hit shots, that that can hit free throws. Uh, and all of that at the end of games. And he had that, or he has that with Chris Middleton. And Chris Middleton is going to have to not only show up in the clutch, but show up for the entire game. Uh, and so we'll see what he's made of. Uh, but I mean, I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, it is, I mean, it's, it's pretty even. You can go either way, but I'm going to, I'm going to see the Hawks just because I feel like they're the better coach team. I feel like they have more. I feel like they had more dogs on that team. They got John Collins. They got Clint Capella. I mean, he had that shot over the backboard thinking he was like Kobe or something. I'm like, what's going on with this guy? But they got some dogs on that team. They have the belief uh, of that. I know, but this this can really go either way. And but and even if the Bucks lose, even 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 if the Bucks lose Game Five and they and they lose this series, Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday, they have to have great games. Like Drew Holiday, they didn't traded three first round picks for you you better show up now you better show up now Giannis if he's out if he's out for like a week or up until the finals or if he's out for the entire season I mean he's done he has done I mean for the past three years that he's basically been one of the top players in the league um at least statistically wise um you know he has been carrying this team and for this week or two weeks that he's out or for however long he's out these teams need to get y'all to get two wins against the hooks. Two wins against the hooks. It's not, it's not a, a you know a, a you know a tall task for them to do. And you no, know, Chris Milton and Drew Holiday, they can do that uh, if if they, if they play to their ability. Uh, but I really believe in that. I'm gonna be honest. I don't believe in that. Uh, so I'm actually I'm gonna have the hooks winning this one. Win win this one as well. Uh, so who would you be? Who would so 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 you have the hooks and and the Suns um in the finals. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that. I see. I I, I wanted to have. I mean, this. I mean, this is. I'm mean, being. I'm making. I might make a whole nother topic about just like the injuries this season with got everybody with Harden, Kyrie. We got you know Giannis. I mean, everybody has gotten injured this, this season. Uh, so what's your take on like all the injuries that's been happening, you know, in this season? And it, is the it's should, should, should there be an asterisk on this season? Should there not be an asterisk? I, I don't like asterisk talk. Uh we, we we you know, there was a big talk about asterisks last season, obviously in the bubble. Um as obviously now we're talking about asterisks again here. The, the here's what I would say. If if the Lakers without Anthony Davis due to injury. Like if the Lakers won the championship or if the Nets won the championship um, with, you know, injuries withstanding, I don't, we wouldn't be having a conversation about should there be an asterisk. Um, I would say even if the Bucks somehow win the championship, despite like injuries suck. Of course it is unfortunate that a lot of stars have 
succumb to injuries. But you know, if, if the Lakers or the Nets win the would, would have won the championship, and and I know every and you know all injuries occurred as things occurred, um, we wouldn't be talking about should there be an asterisk. And and so I I would say that I think putting an asterisk putting an asterisk next to a championship is really just, um, in my personal opinion, a fancy way of saying that. Um, the team that won the chip wasn't expected to win the chip. I really think that's that's really the only way you can think about it because, I, I mean, like, I mean, who cares if the Hawks win the championship this season because of injury? Like, it doesn't really matter. I mean, would the Hawks have won the championship if the Nets weren't injured? Sure, you could. I mean, of course, you you could absolutely make the argument that if the if the Nets weren't injured, or even if Ben Simmons, I mean, I'm sorry, even if Joel Embiid didn't enter that second round series hobbled with injury, that you know the Hawks wouldn't have won the champion, like wouldn't have you know got this far. But let's, let's be honest, the Hawks beat the Nets in, I mean, beat the Knicks in five, so they advanced to the second round. Even with even with Joel Embiid being hobbled, that that was still a seven game series. You're looking now against the Bucks, and even without Giannis's injury in the game four, the Bucks were still trailing big at halftime. So I, I think that, you know, while I, I really just think that putting an asterisk next to a season, like this isn't like baseball with the Astros. You know what I mean? Like this isn't like a, a team has cheated their way to the to, to the title. Now, it would be completely different if, you know, we're saying like, you know, and, 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 and he's not. But this is like we're saying, you know, that Trey Young and some other guys on, on the Hawks are on steroids. And that's why they're, you know, like that's different. Then I would say, okay, yes, you put an asterisk because if it was a level playing field, they probably wouldn't have gotten that far. But if you're just saying, okay, well, people, you know, injuries happen. Like injuries happen all the time. It, it, it's almost like every postseason there's at least some type of injury. I think the issue is this season that there are a lot of major stars being injured. But in certain cases, you have to look at not, not necessarily the structure of the of the of what happened, but more so the player. For example, Kyrie Irving wasn't really in game shape at all. Like he just was popping in and out of lineup throughout the course of the season. And when you don't, you know, get your body up to it, you know, that, that's what happens. You look at Joel Embiid and Jan Hanukumbo, they're big guys. Big guys have lower lower extremity issues. So that's understandable. I wouldn't necessarily attribute that to a short offseason. Um, you look at Anthony Davis, I would give him the same excuse. I would also question Anthony Davis, as I did on my show, what are you doing? Because this is the first time Anthony Davis has had a major injury. Um, and he also, you know, was dealing with injury through the course of the regular season as well. Um, excuse me. Even when you look at... You know, James Harden, James Harden has a hamstring injury. He's an athlete. Every athlete ever has had some type of issue with their hamstring at some point in time in their career. So I would look at that and say, again, that's really just because you're playing a sport. Um, and, and so, again, if the Nets won the champ, if, if Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets won the championship without James Harden and Kyrie Irving because of injury, would we be, would we, would we be asking should there be an asterisk on the, on the season if, if the Nets won the championship? No. If LeBron James led the Lakers to the title without Anthony Davis because he was out with an injury, would we be asking if the Lakers championship deserves an asterisk? No. If the Bucks won the championship without Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, if, 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 if that ends up happening, would we be sitting here asking if there should be an asterisk? No, I think we just need to sit down and just look. Like, listen, as much as we don't want to admit it, this is great for basketball. This is great for basketball. This is great for these teams. This is great for basketball as, as a standpoint. If you're getting more teams – a more experienced, you're getting younger, you're getting more established teams, more competitive teams. Basketball is going to continue to get competitive. And unless we're having, unless we're talking about like literally like every major star on every team is just out and we're talking about just like 30 superstars are done for the season, then maybe. But if we're not talking about like a cheating scandal or a steroid scandal or some type of issue with rules or, or something of that nature, I don't, it, injury 
or a stoppage in play as it was last season is not a reason to put an asterisk on a championship, but just a faint way of saying that potentially the champion that the person, the team that ends up being crowd champion wasn't expected to be crown champion at the beginning of the season. Now, that's really all we're talking about here. That's, you know, that's, you know, that's a very good point. I think that, I mean, I mean, nobody expected the Hawks to be at this, you no, know, no, to be in the conference finals. Nobody, nobody really expected like, let's be honest, the Suns to be in the conference finals. Um, but I think, matter of fact, I think with the Hawks injury, they didn't didn't really affect, didn't really um you know affect them. I mean, it didn't really play into their postseason run. I think with the Bucks, it definitely did. You know, with Harden, Kyrie, all of them guys. Uh, but I would say that is this, should there be an asterisk? I was leaning no. That I was leaning yes. That I was like ah. I don't know. I think it should be this season. Usually in usually in the NBA seven game series, the best team wins. I think this yeah. season, the most healthy team wins. I think if you put this, if you if you look if we look back twenty years now, most people, most fans will just be like, oh, twenty twenty one, I've had the Suns, the Clippers, the Bucks, or this or the Hawks won. They wouldn't really think twice about it. And I think. Later down the line, nobody's gonna put an asterisk on it. That's just no, no. The, the you know the regular fan isn't gonna do that. But for me personally, I'm gonna look at the 2021 champion. You know, 2021 champion. Um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna be like, oh, we're the best team, but they're the most healthy team. Uh, uh, whether it's oh, well, I guess well, I guess that's to be determined because let's say the Clippers they end up winning the chip, and you know, with them losing Kawhi Leonard or the Bucks, if they ended up win the chip uh but for the most part i think like let's see if if if, if the suns win again if chris paul wins his first friend congrats to him devin booker goes to him DeAndre and they all played especially devin booker and DeAndre in their first season they had played great uh but i think was i feel like the hardcore basketball fans will look at it like 2021 i mean the best team didn't win, but the most healthy team won. What do you think about that? I mean, I think that's fair, but I also think that I think I mean I think that rings true most seasons. I mean, typically the best team just so happens to also be the healthiest. I mean, again, I think the issue isn't so much that it's the injuries. I think it's that it's a lot of injuries to a lot of stars. Um, and I think that is why you're looking at it and you're saying maybe there should be an asterisk. And your point, I, I mean, your point's taken very well. I agree with what you're saying. I would say as I mean. I think, you know, most hardcore fans would agree with you. Um, I, I think, though, that just generally speaking, so what? You know? I mean, because like I said, if the Nets or the Lakers overcome injury, we wouldn't be saying there should be an asterisk. We would say, yeah, well, oh, yeah, the, the, we would be, you know, praising them for overcoming injury. So I, I, I don't what I, I, I don't think that the Suns um, or the Clippers or the or, or the Hawks or even, you know, the Bucks, if they somehow can recover and win the chip. I don't think any of these four teams should be slighted because, uh, you know, they didn't succumb to injury, you know, um, they or they overcame injury in the case of the Bucks or the Clippers. You know, I, I don't think if the Hawks or the Suns win the chip that we should look at them and say they're not really the champion because, you know, the Suns went through a D-less Lakers and a Jamal Murray-less uh, Nuggets and a Kawhi Leonardless Clippers. Um, or, and we shouldn't, you know, look at the Hawks and say, yeah, well, you know, they got past the Knicks, the Knicks who were healthy. They got past the 76ers who were basically healthy. And then, and then you know, they got through about, you know, three games-ish 
of of uh, three games and some change and a couple quarters in the fourth quarter. I mean, in the game four uh, of a healthy Bucks team. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's fair to the Hawks and to the Suns. And so, like I said, unless we're talking about a cheating scandal, unless we're talking about you know a team's on steroids or something like that, then I'll say you put an asterisk on it. Um, in the case of well, you know what's happening with MLB with Astros, but if you're just you know, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, I think you can make an argument for it either way. I just don't think it's fair to the eventual champion that we have to, you know, take their credit away because, you know, their team was healthy and other teams weren't. I just I just don't really think that's fair. 